Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is the current bad news for retirees and what financial advisors specifically must do about it. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value-add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. In the field of retirement, the news is nearly always bad. No matter what the particular news development, the statistics about Americans' preparedness for retirement agree, no matter the source, that most people are underfunded. For example, Vanguard's 2019 survey, which is based on the population whose 401k assets they manage and who are likely above average compared to the population at large, reveals that the median balance of 55 to 64-year-olds, the cohort just about to retire, is under $62,000. That's not encouraging, but worse than this is an article I saw in Roll Call about the looming insolvency of the Teamsters Union's largest pension fund, currently paying out over $2 billion more a year than it takes in. The underfunded plan's deficit exceeds $40 billion, yet is relied on by 364,000 members. Like many pension plans across the country, its backstop is the federally chartered Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. Pension insolvency has been increasing at such a rate that the PBGC is bleeding tens of billions of dollars each year. According to a study by the Government Accountability Office, the PBGC's key multi-employer program fund faces a 40% chance of going bust four years from now, a 90% chance of insolvency five years from now, and a 99% chance one year later in 2026. That's bad news indeed. But I saw something still worse in a CNBC report from two weeks ago. It tells the story of a couple who worked for a Catholic hospital in upstate New York for most of their careers. Their children were born in that hospital, which shut its doors in 2008. Now, its pension plan is insolvent, and federal rules that make the PBGC a backstop for private pensions do not apply to church plans. Consequently, This couple, each of whom was banking on an annual pension of $27,000, may end up with nothing, along with nearly 700 of their former colleagues. As most listeners readily appreciate, to replace $27,000 for two 58-year-olds who are planning to retire at 62 is an expensive proposition. They estimate they'd need to save $650,000 to make up for the lost income, and they're now facing extra years of work and a leaner retirement than they had been planning. Re-election-seeking politicians can fix a lot of things, but retirements are expensive budget items, and when you have both public and private pensions in trouble at the same time, 
and this, I remind you, during a long stretch of economic growth, one wonders how these funds can be shored up. Before I explain where financial advisors come in, I should first state why the low level of retirement savings at Vanguard is the least bad of these stories. The reason is that people can survive the loss of their portfolios, but are more vulnerable to their income drying up. It happens all the time. If you go into retirement at age 65 with just $60,000 saved, those funds will dry up sooner rather than later. And even if Social Security is intended more as supplemental income, it nevertheless holds the advantage of coming every month until the rest of one's life and is inflation-adjusted. It may be unpleasant to give up retirement dreams, as in the case of the former New York hospital workers I described, but people are adaptable, and their adaptation is based on the reality presented by their monthly income. So that's where advisors come in. First, they must help clients focus on their income above their portfolio, whose loss is more survivable. In a rare bit of good retirement news, the SECURE Act will now project the monthly income implied by workplace retirement plan asset balances. There are different ways to approach retirement income, and not everyone requires an annuity, particularly if they have large portfolios, but everyone does need a plan for drawing sufficient retirement income. Aside from planning the client's income, the advisor has another key role. And for this, I quote my friend, York University professor Moshe Malewski, the foremost authority on the intersection of wealth management and retirement income issues. He put it this way in a seminal Financial Analyst's Journal article written four years ago. I quote, The doctor gave you 20 years of longevity and your portfolio has only 14 years of longevity. There's a mismatch. Tell your client to do something about it. That's right. The hospital workers I cited may be out of luck. The Teamsters may have little recourse in a few years. We can hope that politically sensitive Social Security will be fixed. As the saying goes, you can't fight City Hall, but the private realm is different. We can shore up our own finances. The worst that can happen is we saved too much. And so advisors must tell it like it is. Tell your clients how much they should save, what they can spend, and when they will be able to retire. That's really an advisor's job and it's a socially very valuable one in today's underfunded age. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also feel free to contact me at gil at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.